Want more of the Josh Scanlon podcast? Please. Please. Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Josh Scanlon podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. My friends, to another edition of the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. You might be wondering where I am. I am not going to show my ugly mugs today because I'm doing this early in the morning before I had a chance to shower and or shave. And I'd rather allow you to avoid the uh, sight of me in my uh my jammies, essentially. So we're going to go sans uh, Josh Scanlon's ugly mug this morning. I uh, I do shave every day, and I have a big old buzz on my, my face here, and it's not attractive, and my hair is a mess. Even though, frankly, my wife just cut my hair yesterday, so there's not much hair up there, so it's pretty easy to comb. But once you shower, it's easy to comb. Until you shower, you still have the bedhead look, and I, and I don't want to uh, present that to you. So what I do want to do instead is show you this article I found this morning. And like I said, I just got done doing a podcast on this. So some folks like the podcast, some folks like the written word, other folks like the visual. So I'm doing this in three different uh, bites. I'm doing a podcast, my podcast. And by the way, the podcast is just the Josh Scanlon podcast. Uh, some folks like the uh, the blog, and my blog is heritagewealthplanning.com. And finally, some folks like the uh, the visuals. So I'm going to share with you this article I found on LinkedIn by this guy right here, Rick Kaler. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, I'm a big, big, big fan of Rick. I know him. Uh, we've spoken a couple times on the phone. And uh, he's a good guy. A long-term financial planning. Uh, just been in the community, financial planning community for a long time. Really has helped the community grow from just uh, pushing products. Uh, you know, your pusher uh, to really doing comprehensive financial planning. Uh, this article, though, he wrote about on LinkedIn. I want to kind of dissect some because I think it's critically important for the consumer to understand uh, what's at stake. Because I, I cannot, I just think that ignorance is mind boggling. And unfortunately, our, our great regulatory environment does not gear, uh, which is there to pr protect a consumer. Frank, I think is there to protect the big firms. I, and I look, I mean, if you, if I'm not around tomorrow, well, you know, they took me out because I, I just, I literally don't see uh, how the financial advisory regulatory environment is helping the consumer by any way with the things I do. I just don't. And uh, I'll do an episode on that one time. I, I don't feel like it right now because still, I'm still, anyway, long story short, they're not there to protect the consumer. Um, they're supposed to be, that's their mandate. But if they were, uh, you'll see why I challenge that in one category here. There's many categories I do. But all right. So one of the things Rick talks about is one of the most important factors affecting the success of your investments is also the least visible at your fees. Uh, when it comes to managing financial investments like retirement plans, blah, 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 it's essential to know how much you'll be charged in fees. That's why I completely agree with that. But let me uh, go down to here are two examples that I was recently asked about. And he goes, a woman had been advised to put her $1 million 401k rollover into a variable annuity. Uh, sold by a well-known established financial firm, she was told there were no fees. And Rick has another article about no fees, which is down there. And I'm not going to link to it. I'm not going to click on it right now because I want to go over this. But you'll hear that no fees on these accounts. 
And yet there's an upfront commission of four. There's an annual fee paid to the advisor slash salesperson of one and a half. The annual administrative fee was 50. And, there, and this, Rick, I was surprised he paid not so much a uh, short shift to this. Um, there's an annual insurance fee of 0.5%. And I want to talk about that annual insurance fee. There's a way I can, I don't know. There's a way I can write on this, but I'm not sure how to do it. So I'll avoid that. Um, most annual insurance fees, my friends, are one, you know, to 1.35. Those are called MNE expenses on variable annuities. MNE expenses, mortality and expense. And that's essentially the insurance fee, i.e., the death benefit. For the vast, 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 vast majority of people, it's an absolute waste of a fee. You know, there, I'm, there are examples. There's always an example, an exception to the rule, but the rule is a vast majority of people don't ever, 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 ever come close to even needing that mortality expense, i.e. the death benefit. And so that fee has been charged uh, nothing except to go in the, the pockets of the insurance company. Um, so this actually is pretty cheap. If I could find a variable annuity that had a 0.5% insurance fee, I'd be like, wow, that's pretty cheap. Cause like I said, most are about 1.15 is the average. It might be about one, might be 1.35 with more bells and whistles. You can get up to 1.85 with less bells and whistles. You could probably get down to 0.9. I, I haven't seen anything for 0.5, but I mean, I'll go with what Rick says here. I don't pay much mind in the variable annuity industry anymore. So maybe that's correct. Uh, the charge for the underlying managers, this is the investments within the variable annuity, range from 0.8 to 1.6 with an average fee of 1.3%. Uh, there were no transaction fees. So the first year total cost was 7.3%. And going total cost was 3.3. And again, we get that annual ongoing, excuse me, from taking this right here and adding it to this right here and adding it to this right there. So that's how we get that annual and annual ongoing cost of 3.3%. So in a million dollars, that was 73,000 that you're paying the first year, 33,000 a year thereafter. You will not build much, and this is the critical thing, build much of a retirement portfolio to paying those kinds of fees. Uh, and I'm just gonna real briefly talk on this. Uh, if you have lots of fees stacked against stacked against uh, fees stacked on on top of fees on top of fees, it's it's going to be impossible to build a retirement portfolio on the money that you already put in there. Now you could get some because we got some gains. Don't get me wrong. Now I do know variable annuities have actually done okay. Uh, you know, give me an example. You put a hundred thousand bucks in. You wait fifteen years later, it's worth one hundred eighty. You might think that's fantastic. You're up eighty thousand dollars. The problem is the market as a whole was up to $400,000. So you left you know, $200,000 on the table essentially for that last 15 years where all you were able to do is capture $80,000. And the reason for that is because you're paying these fees. I mean, it's ridiculous. 3.3 on top of the front end commissions, whatnot. Um, I, I don't care. I mean, at the end of the day, if that's what you want, that's fine. As long as it's been disclosed, I literally don't care. I would challenge you why you're doing that. Um, but, you know, whatever. As long as it's being disclosed and you're comfortable that you're going to leave some upside and quite a bit of upside, frankly. Um, I'm whatever. I mean, it's your money. Do whatever you got. What I don't like is a second example here. And I think Rick in some ways misses the boat. And I'm going to just, uh, and I wrote a comment on his thing about this. A man with $3 million investment portfolio was told he could reduce his investment costs from 0.75 to 0.25 by changing advisors. So his current advisor, we'll just say his old Josh, is charging him 0.75. Right. I keep doing that, I guess, because in the table. 0.75. I offer comprehensive financial planning. And on top of that, I have an annual expense ratio of the funds within 
the portfolio 0.55 and I have transactions fees of $10 per trade. So what Rick is saying, because of that's my current advisor fee, this new guy is saying, well, hell, I'm gonna save you 50, one half of 1% and one half of 1% or 0.5% on 3 million bucks is equivalent of $15,000 a year. I'm gonna save you big time, 15,000 schmackers because my advisor fees are only 0.25. That's what the, the proposed advisor is saying. Now the proposed advisor has annual expenses of 1.55% and he charges $300 a year miscellaneous trades or miscellaneous fees, but he doesn't charge anything per trade. I'm gonna overlook this here for just a second so I can get back to that. So uh, Joey or Mrs. Smith was paying me 1.3% a year plus a few hundred dollars a year in transaction fees and receiving full financial planning, which included investment, tax, insurance, retirement, asset protection, and cash flow advice. The proposed advisor would cost him 1.8% and $300 a year for investment advice only. So instead of being uh, 15,000 a year or less, because again, he was arguing the proposed advisor that old Josh, your old buddy Josh here, was charging 0.75 in investment advisory fees, and he was only gonna charge 0.25, he was actually not including this right here, the expense ratio on the investments that are within the portfolio. And so because of that, um, he was actually gonna charge more, 1.8% more, and 1.8%, whereas old Josh is only charged 1.3%, which is actually 15,000 a year more than what the other guy was paying. <laughs> So uh, two things jumped out at me on this is one is the other guy actually saying he's only charging, only doing investment advice. I, I highly, highly suspect he's not. I highly suspect he's doing comprehensive financial planning. And how do I know that? Because that's what everybody says. They do real financial planning. Uh, Vanguard, I'll give you an example. But I don't want to go down there yet. I don't want to, I will go down there yet in a second with Vanguard. I love Vanguard. I, don't get me wrong. But no one is saying they're only doing investment advice only. No one's saying that. They're saying they're doing comprehensive planning or financial planning or full financial planning or whatever it is. So if he's not saying he's um, only, if, he's, if he is insinuating, if not explicitly stating that he's doing comprehensive financial planning, and Rick's challenge is that this guy has, is actually charging him more well, then wouldn't the answer be, well, okay, Rick, well, Josh is charging 1.3. What if we reduce this fee down to 1%, this fee right here? So now I'm charging 1%, the proposed advisor, plus 0.25, which means their all-in fee is 1.25. And by the way, I never said I was only going to do investment advice only. I am going to do comprehensive financial planning. So in Rick's scenario, that we don't, Josh doesn't have a leg to stand on because this guy is saying, or lady, saying they're going to do full-fledged financial planning and he's going to do it cheaper. But it gets worse. Vanguard, and again, this is where I want to go into, and a bunch of that like Vanguard, they're going to do it for 0.35 here, but only 0.15 there. So essentially it's 0.5%. For all in advisory fees and expense ratios on their ETS that they use, which is uh, I charge 1.3, they charge 0.5. That's a third roughly of what I charge. And Vanguard is not only saying they're doing investment advice only. I mean, just look at the personal advisory services proposals 
and uh, in, in paperwork that Vanguard offers. It says comprehensive financial planning. It doesn't say just investment advice only. So now I'm Mrs. Smith, and I'm I like Josh. He's a good guy, but man. He has charged me fifteen thousand dollars. Well, I don't even know what that is. More than fifteen thousand dollars a year, uh, whatever it is. I, we'll, we'll just say fifteen thousand a year. I, it was one point three, and I don't have my calculator here. No, I don't. Ah! Oh yes, I do. So bear with me. One point three on three million dollars. Let's see here. One point three three million dollars. Three million dollars times point. Oops. Times. 1.3 percent. Oh man, three million dollars times 1.3 percent equals thirty-nine thousand dollars a year is what Mrs. Smith is paying old Josh, and I'm happy. That's a good. That's a good fee for me. Thirty-nine thousand dollars a year. But you know, I'd argue that I'm offering uh, investment, tax, estate, insurance, retirement, asset protection, cash flow advice. But old uh, Vanguard comes along and says, Josh, you're $39,000 a year for all that. And we're going to charge you 0.5%. So $3 million at 0.05%. That's $15,000 a year. So we're going to save you, Mrs. Smith, $24,000 a year or $2,000 a month. And we are also going to do comprehensive financial planning. Now, Miss Smith might like me, might invite me to her uh, her wedding. She might you know, want to name her grandkids after me. I don't know. But is that level of loyalty to me worth $2,000 a year where at the end of the day, Miss Smith likes her heirs a whole heck of a lot more than me. And if she can save $20,000 a year, which will go in the pockets of her heirs for the same work I'm doing, that and Vanguard's presumably going to do the same thing. Why would she not do that? Now she might not, but don't you see the problem here? And this is where Rick, I think missed it. And I wish, I mean, I, I'm sure there's other accounts uh, is uh, writings. He talks about it, but if the, if the solution is that, well, this guy, the new guy is no, is only doing this right here. And he actually has these expenses that are higher than me. Um, well then, I mean, doesn't the, the, Obvious answers say, well, if I'm the proposed guy, I will do the exact same thing as old Josh, but I'll do it for cheaper. And if that's the case, then I win. And that should not be, that should not be. What it should be is the consumer needs to say, am I really getting comprehensive financial advice? And so what Vanguard or some of these big firms that you talk, call on the telephone, they're going to say they do comprehensive financial planning. But what their comprehensive financial planning consists of is asset allocation, risk management they're going to say hey you're you know they'll give you a quick retirement uh or risk tolerance questionnaire which i've talked about in other videos just eight ten questions i find vanguard actually is better than most of them to be perfectly honest with you but let's just say it's a 10 question risk tolerance questionnaire uh they'll call you a couple times a year for that and and that's it and then they're going to give you an allocation and then when it comes to retirement they'll say mrs smith you got enough money to take fifty thousand year off your portfolio a year off your portfolio without running out of money so you are good to go that's it. That's not comprehensive financial planning. But if you looked at, and I'm just picking on Vanguard, but if you looked at their personal advisory services uh, proposal, that's not what they say. They say personal, they say comprehensive financial planning, but they don't say that's all they include. They just insinuate for you as a consumer to insinuate that's what they're actually doing. It's not. Absolutely not. In fact, I don't care if they're fiduciaries. I don't know if they are. I don't know. Don't care. 
But it's all these big firms. It's most firms out there, to be perfectly honest with you. If their focus is on investments, inherently, they're going to be, it's, it's going to be tough for them to focus on financial planning. It, it's just no two getting ways around that. Can they focus on investments and financial planning at the same time? Yes, they absolutely can. Can one person be that? I absolutely do not believe that is true. I think you can be a jack of all trades, but a master of none. If I need a master for my financial planning, I am not going to a guy or lady whose focus is on investments. If I need a master to dive under the hood of my investments and look at all the betas and look at cash flow of various stocks, dividend payout ratios, earnings projections, I do not need a financial planner. Can I get both in one firm? Absolutely, I can. Am I going to pay it? Absolutely, I am. Is it worth a fee? That's completely up to you. At the end of the day, though, to make these comparisons, I just think is missing a lot, a lot because essentially it's assuming as long as this guy over here can do comprehensive financial planning right here, and he can do it for less than what he's charging here, then this guy would be better than this guy here. And I just absolutely don't think that's the case um, necessarily. And on top of that, is this guy right here actually stating he's only doing investment advice? I, I do not believe that either. So anyway, at the end of the day, you'll see my little comment down here. Um, as always, Rick hits the head on the nail on the head. Um, however, here's my observation. The second scenario, does a proposed advisor actually state he's only doing investment advice? And I just told you all this. Um, I suspect not. And here I have an article right here about oh, right here. There you go. Uh, from my own LinkedIn feed that uh, talks about, oh, man, right there, that talks about uh, what I believe is being missed here. Um, and, and you can read that too, if you like. It's just on LinkedIn, just hit Josh, type in Josh Scanlon up here and you'll see some of my articles. All right, that's all I want to share with you today. Hope this, uh, again, sorry, you don't see my big old mug. You know, it looks like one person, I guess that was me. I shared it to my blog. Um, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, not seeing the mug doesn't dissuade you from watching uh, the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Uh, but if you have any questions, don't forget to post them. As always, give me thumbs up. and I'm doing my thumbs up sign now, but you can't see it. And don't forget to hit comments and subscribe. And then that little notification, uh, that little bell right there. Now, this is LinkedIn, but we want you to hit that on YouTube as well so you can see the notification button or tab. All right, guys, we'll see you next time on the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Thanks now.